Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Stasha Washburn is the period coach, the bloody kind, not the grammar kind. A dancer, chef, sword fighter, tai chi practicing, speaker, author, skateboarder, INTJ, foul mouth, football loving, digital nomad. Basically, pinning her down is nearly impossible. She'll go anywhere as long as there's a tea kettle and Wi-Fi. A certified holistic health coach and 20 plus years of research have fueled her passion to reconnect women to the power in their period. Stasha is leading the bloody revolution to end the taboo of menstruation worldwide. No longer whispers in bathrooms, she's leading powerful public discussions. Hi Stasha, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm really looking forward to our theme today. I'm talking about being a period coach. But first, do you want to let our listeners know a little bit more about you and how you become a period coach? Yeah, it's not really something that existed when I started. I had really bad endometriosis and I was just trying to come up with a business that I could do from bed so that I could be in painful endo land, but not, you know, hemorrhage money every month because I couldn't go to work. So honestly, it started as just a way I could work from bed. So I started health coaching athletes. I was a dancer. I danced for 20 years in companies and whatnot. So, um, and I was teaching it studios. So I was like, oh, well, this is like built-in clients, but they all had period problems. And what I learned was that the vast majority of women that have period problems is, is very fixable. Endometriosis is a different beast completely. So I was like able to help everyone around me but myself, <laughs> the irony. But yeah, so I just started working with these women and I realized they all have period problems and I could fix them. So I just started focusing on like, oh, well, if I can help everyone else, then at least that's something. So I don't want anyone to feel like I did. And, uh, and that was just a really good way to get started. And then I did end up figuring out how to get my own endometriosis into remission along the way. But yeah, it really started off as just going, oh, wait, I can help all, all of you. Great. Let's just do that then. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And like when you say you were helping other women around you, how did you know that they had issues with their period? Well, when, when I was trying to, so I spent all of my life trying to fix my period because it was so violently painful. I mean, I would pass out before I got my period. I'd have such bad cramps that I was on narcotics and birth control in high school. I was on experimental drugs, things that actually killed a lot of women. So like knock wood, I'm still alive. So I really went through, and then I went through everything I could find. I, I read Chinese medicine. I read Ayurvedic. I, I mean, I literally, if it was anything, I would, I would read about it. So I knew what your cycle was supposed to be like, and I knew that, and I just knew. I mean, I knew before I started any research. I just knew that this was not how it was supposed to be. Like, there was just, I remember being in high school going, you cannot convince me that the cave women dealt with this. I just don't believe that. We wouldn't be a human species otherwise. Like I just don't believe it. So um yeah, so I just refused to believe that this was okay. And and then I realized, oh, it's not really. And actually a lot of the stuff that's going on and that are happening for women like PMS, PMDD, PCOS, um, 
any kind of hormone, a lot of infertility issues, like all of these things are really actually rather fixable when you started to know what to look for and tweaks that you can make. And, uh, and that's when I was just like, oh, well then why don't we just help as many people as we can? And, and that was it. You know, I, I discovered what a real period was supposed to look like and it's not supposed to be moody and it's not supposed to be painful and it's not supposed to be a total drain on your ability to function. A little fatigue, needing an extra nap, totally but unable to function is not how it's supposed to be so that was when I was like okay this is this is much bigger than me and just a few women this is 90% of women will have a hormonal imbalance in their lifetime and that's not us this is we're literally literally one of those times where you can say it's not me it's you (laughs) (laughs) it's not us as women it's society it's the culture that we've cultivated around it and that's really what needed to be fixed so that's when I switched over to really just going, we got to talk about this on a big scale. Yeah. And it's definitely like I noticed you bring up culture because I know at my age, I'm 50 now, we definitely didn't talk about it when I was young. You know, we didn't talk about like I had crippling pain um, and I, you know, I couldn't play sports or do anything around that time when I got my period because I was in so much pain and agony, but I couldn't tell anyone because one, you don't tell your mother because she wouldn't talk about it. And and two, your friends don't talk about it because it was like a big taboo thing. I notice it's yeah. different now with my daughter's generation, but with mine, we just did not talk about it. Yeah, and that's a big problem. And then that takes you into perimenopause and menopause with no help either. So you go through your teen years not knowing what in the heck's going on. And then you go through your fertile years not realizing when you're fertile and when you're not. And then you go through your perimenopause, which is usually in your 40s, not having an idea what's going on and why all of a sudden things are weird and wonky. And then you go into menopause, not even realizing it sometimes. Mm. So it's, it's fumbling around in the dark when we don't need to be. Mm. And it's definitely not talked about enough, is it? Like I noticed... Um, I hadn't heard of a period coach before we met in Fiji. So I'm thinking, oh, this is great. You know, finally someone's talking out there, doing speaking gigs and, and getting women to go, yeah, we can talk about that. It is okay to talk about it and not to hide it away in shame like society seems to want us to do. Yeah, that's not going to help. And it's like oh, when a girl gets her first period and they just go, well, we're just going to put you right onto birth control. That's not helpful. <laughs> that's not going to help anything. That's not, that's actually going to do long-term damage, but that's just our instinctual reaction is to shut it off. And that's the absolute opposite of what we knew. And instead of running away from our body and shutting it off and shutting it down, what we need to be doing is running towards our body, embracing it and learning how to live in flow. And I do really think that periods are training wheels for becoming a wise woman. I think the idea of the wise woman is the woman is you're an example for how it is to live cyclically, to live with rest and production, to live with calm and excitement, to have up and down time. And I think that that's that perfect example for say the men and the children in our lives, the non-menstruating people who didn't have that kind of enforced cycle, shall we call it? Mm. So I, I think, you know, if we learned how to live with our cycles harmoniously, then we could move into that wise woman and be really the embodied example of what 
it means to respect both our productive masculine as well as our rest and regenerative feminine. It is a big thing too, isn't it? Like, um, I'm sure a lot of men who, who, you know, they're the majority of the non-menstruating ones, um, don't understand. They don't want to talk about it and don't, they just sort of put everything down to what you're going through. Oh, you know, it must be PMT or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that even men get to know that, you know, mm-hmm. once oh, women absolutely. are confident, yeah, that they get to know what, what's actually yeah. happening as well. And it would only do them a favor too, because then suddenly they would also get the concept of they too can rest. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy the rest times. Enjoy the chocolate yeah. bars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, I mean, men work themselves to the bone and into the ground and it's because they too are not obeying the cyclical nature of what it means to be a human being. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So when you uh, have started being now at the period coach, how do women find out about you? And like, what are the things they're coming to you with, you know, saying, hey, I don't understand this or what can I do to have a better life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Over the years, I think I've heard everything, though I'm always encouraging people to bring me something new. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So really, I mean, I've talked to women that have been dealing with everything from too much blood to not enough, from spotting to no periods, from depression to suicide to manic to fibroids and cysts and everything in between. So they all come back to just finding your balance. And that's a bit of personal discovery and it's a bit of guided tracking, I guess. So a lot of what we do is talk about what's supposed to be happening, what's, what's normal really looks like, and then start tweaking things, be it diet, lifestyle. And rather than taking things away, I try and just encourage women to eat more of certain things, um, which, you know, at your leisure, like I'm not one of those, you have to eat your kale people, but I am like, well, but maybe you could choose something from this list. add this in (laughs) um and then yeah we go through um lifestyle as well and a lot of times women are trying to do things a lot of women eat and work out based on studies not realizing that those studies are done on men and usually young college-aged men so a lot of women i see are of all ages are doing workouts and dieting and fasting and all of these different things according to what the studies have shown but the studies are not done on women they're not done on menstruating women and they're not done on postmenopausal women they're really just not done on women (laughs) so there's occasionally some in the study but a lot of times they get written off as outliers for the results so even women who are in the studies oftentimes will just be excluded from the results. So the papers will still be published. The data will still be shown, but they'll have just taken the women out of it. So yeah, it's a lot of going in and unlearning is a big part of the work and then relearning what we, the different versions for women essentially and figuring out what works for you. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a thing. In fact, that's one of the reasons I started my Facebook group was just so that other women could help because there's just so many people coming to me and, you know, I can't help everybody. It's just a factor of time. So <laughs> I started a Facebook group and now we have a great group of head witches, quote unquote, our admin team who are 
well-versed and talking about these things and uh, myself and, and the women who have, who have succeeded or who are in the same place. So there's a lot of just like, I feel you sister, I'm there too. <laughs> yeah. All the way to like, this is what worked for me. Yeah. And it's definitely good to have that support, isn't it? Because, you mm-hmm. know, once they start opening up then they're realizing there are other, other women that are having the same similar issues, or even if they're not, they're still having issues and, and they've got to work their way through it. And you can't do that unless you're actually talking to somebody, can you? No, you can't. You need support. You need somebody to help. Even if it's just sorting out what you've tried and what you haven't tried and what to try next and making some educated. I mean, I tell women who are signing up with me that we're going to do a little bit of educated guesswork and we're going to do a little bit of scientific data research and it's going to be you. It's basically, we're going to do every Buzzfeed quiz ever, but all at once. And you're going to learn way more about yourself in the end. So yeah, yeah. but it is a bit of, of figuring out what works and what doesn't and, you know, what fits into somebody's lifestyle, you know, what is going, you know, what works in the, in the States and California does not work in say India or even the UK or Australia, you know, mm. there's different products, there's different options available. So it's really about figuring out what works, but there is something that works for everybody, no matter where you are. And does that work for the same, like you were saying earlier about the perimenopause, menopause, or mm-hmm. um, the early menstruators up the teens and that, mm-hmm. do you all, do you have to go through that same process of just working out where they are, what's actually happening for them and doing an individual sort of uh, program for them? Yeah. So we do have, um, like I do have a group program called food and flow, which is really just about sorting out the foods that are going to support you in your cycle. And we have women in there who have been through perimenopause who are in in perimenopause. Um, and, uh, Every time I did a launch for that, I always ended up with at least one woman who was in perimenopause that was just trying to sort themselves out before they really got into thick of menopause and Mm. didn't want to live with it being as bad as they had anticipated it possibly being, um, which we, we do. Um, and then, yeah. And there's some things that just, you know, like any client who has an irregular period, no matter what the reason for it is, there's a certain set of things that I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So a lot of teens, because they have irregular cycles, their ovaries are like spit firing on, they're like Mm -hmm. false starting. And then perimenopause where the ovaries are shutting down, but they're basically doing the same thing in reverse are both different, like both bookends in a lot of the ways. So the same, I, you know, I have the same kind of protocols, so to speak for both of them. Uh, because it helps to just get some kind of regularity going in your life and, and some sort of continuous cyclical, you can really start to depend on it and, and understand. And then even when you do get surprised by your cycle, you're not really necessarily surprised because at that point, you now know your body well enough to go, I think I'm going to get my period early, or I think it's coming. I don't think it should be for a couple of weeks, but I think it's coming anyway. Or like, I don't feel anything. I'm, I, I, I really don't feel like anything's changed. So I think I, you know, I think I'm going to be late this month or whatever. So you really start to get to know your body in such an intimate way that you can actually trust yourself, which is novel for a lot of women. I agree. Uh, I think that's one thing that I found. And that's why when I'm getting through my twenties and thirties was the pill was the easiest thing because I thought I didn't trust my body. I didn't trust myself Mm -hmm. knowing what would happen 
and because no one would tell me about it or talk about it, you sort of didn't want anything to happen by accident, you know, and when you're out or anything like that. And it was like quite embarrassing, you know, when things would happen. But I think it's really the trust that we don't have with our bodies, isn't it? We don't understand what's actually going on. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it is one of the greatest tricks the patriarchy ever pulled, right? You know, it's like the greatest trick the devil pulled. Mm. I think the greatest trick the patriarchy pulled was convincing women that they couldn't trust their bodies, that they couldn't listen and know them well enough to trust and rely and depend on our own body signals and, and understand what they mean and interpret them properly. Yeah. There's and- a reason that the, that the, in the rich trials and the hunting, uh, there's a reason that midwives were specifically called out. And, and I think that that's a big part because the, the power women had in their cycles and knowing themselves, knowing when they were fertile, knowing when they weren't, knowing when their cycles would come, knowing what these things meant and how to live in harmony with it was a real, I mean, that's real power. And I, I think they recognized that. And that was a big reason they targeted midwives. Mm. Yeah. Scary thoughts. It's not of what, what actually happened back then, but women yeah. did seem to had that, um, that knowing of what actually was happening with their bodies. I think we've lost that over time with mm-hmm. the way society has been. And as you mm-hmm. say, that patriarchal society has given us certain things just to stop us being women in one way, like stop us yeah. not knowing the power and the wisdom that we actually have. Yeah. There's a lot of women are just small men ideation in, in our culture from studies where they just assume women will have the same reaction as men do, even though we don't. And it's been shown over and over again that, you know, women have different, a completely different set of symptoms for heart attack. Mm. Women have a different stress response than men. Like we've shown that women have different reactions and yet it pervades that women are just small men Mm. and sure shut down their ovaries completely and then you get to keep women on hormones from cradle to grave essentially you'll have women on hormones from the moment they have their first period until they hit menopause and then they'll just do a surgery take that uterus right on out there Mm. and then pop you right on to hrc and you can just live off of hormones throughout the rest of your life just taking hormonal replacement therapy so it's just it it really is i mean from the pharmaceutical product perspective it's great that's good money for them from the surgery standpoint that's great 51 percent of the population will be having a hysterectomy at some point that's good money Mm. so there's definitely a lot of money in keeping women away from their cycles as well um so there's not really a lot of reason for science to care (laughs) no sad state of affairs yeah so I wanted to ask you just for women who are wanting to sort of you know take back control of their bodies and their mm-hmm. cycles and it you're mentioning just a couple of things as we've been through things like food um is it the exercise and is it just knowing the cycle are they the three main things or is there more to know I mean, so in my book, I talk about the sensual system. So I created a system of basically balancing your hormones using all six of your senses. So I include spirit in there as one of your senses. And it's really about tapping into how you're interacting with the world around you based on where you are in your cycle. And what I don't want women to do is go, oh my God, that sounds so restrictive. Instead, I invite you to look at it as a way of being really curious and really open 
and really just feel, touch, taste, enjoy each phase of the cycle for its own individual unique feeling. So, you know, in, um, in follicular phase where we're coming right out of our periods, our energy is rising. We're much more adapted to problem solving. We're into more like action films and louder music and live concerts and going out and dancing all night and having a good time and pumping out really long work days. And, and just we're good at our verbal skills peak. Like there's so many good things happening. But then going into like the little phase right before our periods and going, okay, now it's time to move into more internal. So what can I do that I really enjoy that's not so extroverted? You know, do I, do you enjoy a, a cuddle on the couch with a, a good drama or comedy, or maybe it's time to switch out of the action movie into, you know, Grey's Anatomy binge, that could just be me. Um, or, you know, maybe it's time to go from like live, uh, rock concerts to let's go listen to a classical show, or, you know, maybe we just sit quiet at home and listen to the fire roar and read a couple of good books, but there's strength and positivity in each phase of the cycle and all of our senses can help heal that. So when we're not battling against ourselves, like I know every woman hits a point in their cycle where they've been on the screens for so long that they're starting to get headaches, they're starting to get brain fog, they're making mistakes, they're gonna to have to go back and fix that, it's gonna take twice as long to do the thing anyway, they should have just stopped in the first place. We're staring at a blank screen, trying to come up with words or language or whatever, and it's just nothing's coming. And that's just our body going, yeah, because that's not where we are right now. But what we're really good at right now is big picture thinking and mapping out things and getting really creative, and now it's time to get off the screen and it's time to get out the big paper and the crayons and the pens and the pencils and map things out and get in there tactile and hands-on. We just don't get taught that that is just as effective and important as it is to do the manly, productive, out there in the world things. So mm -hmm. it's really about all of the senses coming together. And that's why I say like, choose the things that you find fun and start there. Yeah, fantastic. I love that. That's definitely I use in my own coaching is that using all the senses. So I think it's important in many aspects of our lives. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Stasha, thank you so much for talking to me today. I'm sure our listeners are really keen to find out about your book or your Facebook group, wherever they can contact you. What's the best place? Yeah, so theperiodcoach.com. Uh, it's got the links to everything on the front page, at least for the moment. And uh, the Facebook group is the Red Circle Lady Business, uh, which is a fun, it's fun, it's free. Anyone who identifies as woman is allowed to come and play with us. So uh, feel free to jump in there too. I love it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Igniters, finally someone getting out there and talking about periods, about how women have been held hostage to society. There is power in knowing your cycle and Stasha is the period person to coach us through this. For more information about Stasha, go to her website, theperiodcoach.com or her Facebook group, The Red Circle Lady Business.